calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Here's a quick question for you. How did you sleep last night? If your battle for a good night's sleep feels relentless, I have the answer. It's a podcast called Sleep Wave with meditations and hypnosis created to help you fall asleep. My relaxation techniques will help you feel calm and ready for sleep with soft music that will help you fall asleep in minutes. Most listeners never hear the end of an episode. So search Sleep Wave on your favorite podcast app and find out why over a million people have fallen asleep to my voice. Ew, no. It's really, it's really gross. I never want to hear a man whisper. I never want to be in a situation like the where worst a man sound whispers at me. In the world, yeah. I can't think of anything creepier, like... I don't want to hear... That should be illegal. I love your hair. Like, I don't want to hear their voices at all, much less oh, no. if they're close <laughs> enough to bring it down an octave like that. I know. I know. No way. No. Oh, oh God. That's so stupid. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to see it. I'm ducking out. You're ducking out. Let's duck out together. See what it's all about. Ducking out. Ducking out. Ducking out. Ducking out. Hi, and welcome to Diking Out, the podcast you bring home for Thanksgiving to show your family just how serious you are about it <laughs> and to prove it's not just a phase, only to break up two weeks later because you met another podcast that's definitely the one. I'm Carolyn Bergier. <laughs> I'm Sarah York, and also I feel attacked by that intro. <laughs> and today we're going to be diking out with comedian Lois Thompson about the apocalypse and how to survive it. Uh, Lois is the host and producer of the very popular Black Light Comedy Show here in New York City, and we are thrilled to have her here. Lois, welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's so good to have you, and I'm so excited about this topic. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I think about this all the time. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Are you ready? I am. Well, no, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, no I, one is. I, I think, well, maybe we'll get into it later, yeah. but, but Elsa Waith, uh has a joke about how she's uh, she's not someone who wants to survive the apocalypse, and I feel the same. I'm not a post-apocalypse yeah. 
kind of person. I'm just going to give in. I'm just yeah. going to let the high tide <laughs> I can't sweep la- me I away. I not last until like the Mad Max times. I know <laughs> yeah. that. No. It's like, where's the bomb dropping? How close can I get to yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Oh, please, please. Let me be <laughs> at ground zero when yeah. it happens. Um, man, what, what a time right now. So we are recording uh, this episode for context uh, before the elections right before before the the midterms midterms. a couple days yeah so when you're listening to this uh things could be much better or just no faith in humanity things will either be much much better Mm -hmm. or fucking irreparably bad yeah or completely suck yeah Yeah. like it just it's just going to be terrible man if if beto loses in texas i love him so much if andrew gillen loses in florida yes and And stacy abrams i am literally going to go into a deep depression the abrams everything about it makes me i'm obsessed with her she but she's running against this like super evil yeah who's who's literally rigging the election he's rigging Rigging the election election. yeah and and broad and and like broad daylight yeah Yeah. like Like in your face and that's like the that's the fucking ethos of this entire Republican Party is that they just say the quiet part loud and they do all the bad shit right in the daylight and nothing happens. Yeah. yeah. It's infuriating. Everything is like, has he crossed the line? Yeah. Uh, hey, yeah. the line is way, way back there. We're beyond the line. Right, yeah. right, right. And when then he you made get... fun of the crippled guy. That yeah. Was like, I was like, really? That was this like is three not years enough? ago. Yeah. yeah. This is not enough? Right, Outrageous. right. And the New York Times opinion is like, well... Sure, Brian Kemp's rigging the election, but Stacey Abrams wasn't super nice to him one time. So, like, oh, God. so both sides are are this is equal. <laughs> the scales are balanced. Man. I can't stand this both sides bullshit. Yeah, really. no, I can't. I can't deal with it. Uh, in my hometown, where I grew up, leading in the polls is Chris Collins, who has been arrested. Literally, he's been indicted on. Yeah, on. Uh, F- multiple fraud charges yeah, for dumping yeah, tons really? of money in stock and, and alerting his family so they could dump all their money in stock oh, when, God, yeah. yeah. And, uh, he said he wasn't running, but then they wouldn't be able to get someone else's name on the ballot. ballot. So he was time. like, fuck it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to still run. And he has a 75% chance of, of winning. And it makes me <laughs> so upset. White that this men guy- fail directly up. Oh. They like- do. Every they single do. time. They yeah. are the most upwardly failing group really, in the exactly. world. I exactly. just don't, I <laughs> don't understand chance. it. Yeah. I don't understand oh, did you it. Rape, did you rape that girl? Listen, we don't want to ruin your life. Right. <laughs> Here, have another chance. Have a better chance. So after after this recording later on tonight, I'm going to be uh, doing stand-up at a rally for Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez that was organized by one of our listeners. So shout out to Michelle Adorno for being politically active and getting involved in the midterms. We'd love to see that. That's great. It's mm-hmm. very exciting. And uh, so I, I had to write new jokes for this because I usually stay away from political stuff on stage because I learned very quickly after the elections people don't want to hear Trump jokes. Unless mm-hmm. you have like the best Trump no. joke, people mm-hmm. are not here for that. And I I was doing my research and I found out that uh, I, I didn't even know who she was running against because she has uh, this election in the bag. Mm-hmm. But the, the local GOP withdrew their support from her opponent because uh, he has um, domestic violence charges against him. Which That's is crazy. A disqualifier? Right? Yeah, I, was I know. Say, no They've way. never you met a domestic a abuser they funding. didn't like. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, what is it about this they guy that they're Rob abandoning? Porter? Like- yeah. 
Did you did you punch her? Yeah, hundred dollars. Did you kick yeah, her? Exactly. Yeah, two hundred. Yeah, right. yeah. It's like a bingo card for them. <laughs> yeah, his uh, his ex wife said that she or that he punched her in the face. Ugh. And his divorce has been going on for fourteen years. My fourteen good years. Lord. Yeah, and he owes his uh, his ex wife a million dollars. Oh my. God. So all his accounts are frozen. I'm like, this was who you got? Yeah. <laughs> the best of the bunch. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, that's all right. That's who that's you're amazing. picking from. And so then she walks in or she just gets it now or like what happens? I think she, I mean, the, he'll be on the ballot, but I think, I think even a strong Republican candidate probably wouldn't win that election just because no. I think it's historically a pretty blue district, but yeah. And because of all the excitement that she has right now and people yeah. coming out for her and stuff. So I, yeah, I think her momentum her is like pretty unstoppable at this point but i also said that about hillary clinton's so. hello <laughs> wow. we got this yeah. my, my my wife is a as a wellesley girl oh okay. yes and so they were all up there in the gym so oh. excited oh my god that phone call was the worst phone call in the world I was i'm like, sure. darling i'm so sorry i am so sorry oh, i know what god. to tell you oh my god i got so drunk on election night it was so bad. Yeah, mm. we had a show. Yeah, we had a show that night, and I was like in the pit in the uh, in the bar, just like fucking aggressively drinking gin and sodas. I was just so and like cry. Oh god, it was. I bad. know. On the walk home, I I kicked a bag of garbage that was on the street, which could be anywhere in New York City, <laughs> and it was but, a person. But after, yeah. <laughs> oh god, that would have been bad. I wasn't that drunk, but. Uh, but then afterwards I was like, I can't believe I kicked a bag of garbage because like under every bag of garbage is like a colony of rats oh, yeah. to take over. <laughs> yeah. The worst thing you could do is kick a bag of garbage and then come out and cuss you really? out. And then hey lady, climb all over your feet, you. flick I a cigarette at you. Rats are mean here. Yeah. They're all going to like combine <laughs> and, and create a yeah. rat king. Yeah, <laughs> they are. They, they all <laughs> form into the rat king. He's nine feet tall. <laughs> That's my biggest fear. Oh, I'm convinced <laughs> the there's a rat king somewhere. Oh, there's multiple rat kings in New York City. There are. Yeah. There's just, like, they have their own political structure. They have like represent, like they had their <laughs> midterms recently and elected new rat kings everywhere. Kick that rat king away from me. Uh, There's too much construction. We're losing our holes. Yeah. <laughs> they outnumber us. Did you know that? Like oh, yeah. multiple to one, like a lot of, of rats to one. I'm sure. It's terrifying. I believe it. But they will be good food during the apocalypse. All oh, I'm saying God. Is, I've thought about that. Ah. I do think about hey. that when I see rats or pigeons. Yeah. I'm like, what if I had to eat one of those? Oh, I would Pigeon go for the pigeons. Pigeons are food I mean, they're just like birds, everywhere else right? but here. Exactly. Yeah. If you just t- like if, if you prepared it like a bird, like a remove the feathers and like yeah. cooked it, exactly. wouldn't it be like? You and, know? With, and with their diet, the pigeon would taste like pizza here in New York. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It'd be great. A big a big bird is good. Uh, <laughs> I would eat a big bird. A big bird is a big good. Bird. A big bird is good for food. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's- that's the criteria. I eat birds like all the time, like twice a week, probably. Yeah, see, that's the the flow chart for whether or not you should eat the the bird. Is it a bird? Yes or no? Oh, no. Well, eat yes. it. Is it big? Yes. Well, great. Eat it. You're done. Today's also the New York City Marathon, which oh yeah, uh, I'm good, a little, you know, good for them. Good for them. Every year, I think. Good for you guys. Good on, on you. Yeah. I know. I I'm bummed that I'm actually not watching it right now. I like watching marathons. Really. Yeah, I don't have the patience for them. It's inspirational, and it's my only chance to legally watch men bleed from their nipples. <laughs> it's like a once-a-year treat I give myself. They just look really tired and worn down. Oh, my God. I do like when men are extremely physically vulnerable. Like right. that is That's the only time of year. Yeah. 
You gotta you know, go early for the race. Maybe this is my new like my new holiday. <laughs> it's self care. I think you've inspired me. It is self care. Next year we should have like a watch party. Yeah. Yeah. This is great. And just take pictures. Somewhere clo- like closer to the end so they're all completely yes. beaten down by yes. the time they get. Not at the beginning yeah. when everyone's all energetic. Exactly. No, no. When, when all the hope is left. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. And when their knees have started knocking together because yeah. in truth they had girly thighs. Yeah. Or you can tell that someone <laughs> someone fell at some point and they've got like kind of like dried blood on their knees. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, yes. That's a good one. Let's go put some gaffer tape on that. <laughs> But then there's always like that old man that's like 88 running with two cans of beers in his hand. I'm like, God damn it. I know. This is okay. why the patriarchy How? stays. Yeah, exactly. Like, what? The George Burns of the Roadrunner yeah. Club, yeah. right? Yeah. Like what? How did they? I get live these for like jeans? the wiry little old ladies that run the whole thing. I'm like, yeah. how? And like, you are, you are my queen. Like, okay. I will absolutely worship you. These old ladies running marathons. It's also really nice because um, it's the one time a year that I will shout at people in the city, like shout at strangers. <laughs> I do that all the time. <laughs> See, I, I, I don't. Maybe I should. Maybe I would uh, be coping with living in New York better. But mm-hmm. they, you know, people will put their names on their arms and legs or whatever, so you could like. Cheer them on. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I see what you mean. And yeah, and it's really fun just to like scream at someone. Yeah, and be like, "Go, get Howard. It, Betty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't give up, Betty. <laughs> Betty's not going to give up. Yeah, Betty's an adjunct professor at NYU, and she runs it every year. Girls named Betty never give up. Mm-mm. Uh, one more thing I do want to mention before we start talking about the apocalypse is that uh, Queen. Th- this is old news by the time you hear this, but Queen Latifah and her partner are expecting. Yes, Yay. I heard. That. Yeah, That's her so partner great. is pregnant, and but it's still this like. I know. I don't not, think she's ever gonna f- like fully like shout it from the rooftops. You know. No, but also it's weird because she made that movie I mean it's not like she was behind it all but she was in Set It Off in 1996 where she plays like a very gay woman iconic yeah and to me that was like her coming out and then she was like all coy about it afterwards oh it's just (laughs) it's just a role yeah I feel like yeah maybe that was kind of her coming out and she's like this is what I'm gonna give them and they can take it or leave it yeah (laughs) and that's it and they're gonna have another 30 years in Hollywood because that's exactly what she's doing yeah not everybody needs an cover of time magazine you know? yeah no it's fine yeah i'll take that movie yeah well good for her That's i'm excited amazing. for her yeah yeah she needs to Aww. be a parent she's a great she's a great person yeah i remember oh my gosh back in the days of clubbing being in a club cannot remember which one but great girl party mm-hmm. and on this back bench in the vip area was jada pinkett <gasps> Uh, Queen Latifah <gasps> and MC Light. What? And it all got, and, and it, I mean, smoking like getting stoned. It was just like so incredible. Oh I looked God. at them, I was like, wow. And now I look at them now and I'm like, wow, Jada. Yeah, that's amazing. Jada, yeah, those. Jada Pinkett Smith. Still got it. She is Honey, so beautiful. What? Oh my she could God. get it all day. Her mother could get it too. Yeah. You see her mother? <laughs> what? I follow uh, Will I Smith on Instagram mother. and I love their like, he's a really entertaining follow, yes. but I'm really just there for Jada. Yeah. You got a kind of table. You read table talk? Pa- yeah. Oh, I love those. Oh, yeah. Those beautiful. are amazing. I thought you said Willow Smith. I was like, oh, is she on Insta? No, I, I probably. I don't because know anything about the kids. kids. Like they're they're oh. all just like these adorable tall people. But they, I don't they're, know they're avatars. They're uh, yeah. yeah. They just keep getting taller, but yeah. they're, they're like cute faces stay the same. Yeah, and that's they, all I know. They are very fascinating mm-hmm. children. Uh, that yeah. Any, anytime I can read a, an interview of either one of them, yeah, I'm, I'm in it. I feel like I would have been a very interesting kid had I been born like wealthy and 
famous, you know, like, I don't know. I just feel like rich kids have that luxury of being like, I'm just going to be weird and like do whatever I want. <laughs> right. Yeah. Good for them. I can be, I got the money to recover. Yeah. yeah. Just like anything. It's good for them. What a life. Mm-hmm. Womp, womp. You think they would survive the apocalypse? Yeah, they yes, would. Almost it, definitely. They'd be Please. on the first rocket ship. Exactly. Child, they are out of here or they have a bunker. Out of here. Yeah. The, it's, it's the bunker factor. Yeah. Really. Well, they have enough money to have like basically the, the mirror image of their mansion underground. Underground. So exactly. That's it. It's like the upside down and stranger things. It's <laughs> yes. <almost like> <laughs> Except it's like really opulent and amazing. Yeah. I don't uh, know. <sighs> That, that makes me nervous, but I do believe the wealthy will survive the apocalypse. So I think about the apocalypse regularly, and do we really think that it's coming soon? Because I do. I feel I do. like, though, at every point in history, we've been on the brink of destruction. Well, yeah. Right? I mean, when our parents were kids, roughly, wasn't that kind of during... Um, well, maybe a little bit before my parents were kids, like in the 50s. When Being they a, hiding under like the desk. The, yeah, like the fallout yeah. shelters. And you can still see evidence of those. Like sometimes around New York, you'll see an old building that has like that an old sign. fallout. Yeah, yeah, that symbol. And that's sort of a relic of that era. But like, I guess like during like the nuclear kind of escalation of the 60s, people felt that way too. But I think, I think it's going to happen for like, I think it's going to be like a financial meltdown. Like I think... Mm. Something could happen. Everything could like go to zero, and like I don't know how we would get to that point, but I really shut off the grid. You shut off. You shut off the grid. You you create a weather event. Mm -hmm. Like I do not think it's going to sound like conspiracy theory, but I believe in it. I do believe that the government or there are forces that are controlling the weather. There are things that you can put up into the sky that make it rain that create certain conditions. The fact that that entire part of Florida got wiped out. Mm-hmm. During that hurricane just now, yeah, I don't think that was an accident. You don't think so? I think they created an event over over that area and just wipe it out because there are a lot of people there who could have voted and now cannot vote. No one's ever talking about that. Mm-hmm. None of those people who live in these places where their entire homes have been destroyed can vote right now. Right? Yeah. So that's not an accident. Yeah. Well, also, like, wait, wait, wait. So you don't think that lesbians cause hurricanes? <laughs> because I've been running with that for because years. Because a lot of evangelical pastors and politicians mm. have been saying that we are directly responsible for those things, which uh, I will I've been, take credit for. Yeah, <laughs> I've been confirming it. You think I have the power of an X-Men mutant? Yeah, uh, really. Thank you. We just, thank you. We just like summon the clouds. Yeah. Flannel shirts. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely think that the intentional uh, like pumping of chemicals into mm-hmm. the atmosphere over the last fucking, well, the, the, at the very least in the last 50 years is probably what's going to lead to something along those lines. I mean, we've, we've seen the New York, or what was the New York Times? The, was that the, who released it, that study, that climate change study from the UN that basically said like in the next like 20 years, there will be like a, a major like event as a result of climate change, which sucks right. because like, that's just in time for me to not be physically able to like keep up. <laughs> to run. If it's going to happen, it's got to happen now. I get in worse shape every single day. Yeah. And in 20 years, I'll be 52 and I will not be able to handle hey, it. Hey, 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 I'm 50. <laughs> I, I know, I, but, I, but you're like, you're not 50. No, you're fucking not. Are you really? Am, yeah. yeah. I would have guessed at most 35. Bless you. Want to fuck? No. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yes, and also <laughs> this is amazing. No, I absolutely wouldn't have guessed that. I, I no, I am like a, I am, I am aging at a rapid, rapid rate. 
but it's because I don't take care of my body. So, but I should. But now I, I don't know. Now I'm just like, ah, fuck it. The apocalypse is coming. I don't Here's care. Here's the thing. Gonna... It's like, who wants to survive? Like, the point of survival will be for what? It's like, have you seen the movie Contagion? Yes. No. Can I, I tell you? Yes. I'm that obsessed with so that real. movie. First of all, so Kate real. Winslet still got it. Mm. Yeah. All the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we have the same type. We can't. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just be bumping dicks, man. We'll just be bumping dicks. We can't do that. <laughs> Ma- also, that, Marion Cotillard can get it, too. Oh, oh hello. Isn't she just hot? Contagion is full of, like, Why oh my haven't God. I seen this? Oh, really? It's a Steven yes. Soderbergh movie. It's, um, uh. Uh, it's, it's basically like, um, did you ever see the movie Outbreak in yes. the 90s? It's kind of like, it's, yeah. it's sort of that concept of, like, a patient zero mm-hmm. of, infects all these people, and they have to kind I'd of be the first one figure to go. out where it comes from. Yeah. It's good. Gwyneth Paltrow's in it, but she dies in the first, like, five minutes. Thank God. Oh, wow. So, yeah. <laughs> her goop regimen couldn't save her from whatever disease from, like, pig droppings or whatever they found really, out Really, the, the, like the bats. Or bats, yeah, the yeah, bat. yeah. You would think steaming yeah. your vagina regularly <laughs> would... Uh... Yeah, well, that was debunked real quick in that movie. Uh, no, it's a really, it's really fucking good and like, very, very realistic. And kind of, yeah, like in yeah. kind of a, an unsettling way, where yep. it's like, oh shit, that's exactly how this would go down, right? Yeah, like I think, I mean, if it were something like a disease, which I, I mean, I don't know. Sometimes I, I you sort of have to suspend disbelief a little bit because I always have this like this thing in my brain that tells me, no, they would figure it out quickly and they could help. You know, medical technology could save us, but it's a choice but, as to where that cure goes as you saw yeah, right who exactly. gets it because society people when society breaks down people break down too like yeah. that's it yeah and yeah. so when people start to get into these things if i want to save my group yeah you know instead of saving you know this group yeah. over here it's not this kind of thing oh we found a cure everybody come there's a cure for cancer there's oh, of, of course. course a cure for cancer, the but there's more money in there yeah. being cancer. Yep. You know, American Cancer Society spends like 75, 80% on their budget on salaries. Right. So it's a position that somebody gives you to say like, oh, look, you know, you put that on your resume. Oh, yeah, I was the mm-hmm. chief operating officer of American Cancer Society, but you did nothing to yeah. save a freaking soul. Mm-hmm. And people with the pink ribbons and running around the street, that's doing nothing. Yeah. The cure is there. They don't want it. Well, because... Pharmaceutical companies make a lot more they money. They make a on, freaking on, shit ton. Like, treating rather than curing. And creating, uh, you know, collecting buckets of women's breasts and mm-hmm. the, that sh- mm-hmm. kind of shit, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Oh, happiness. Yeah. It's Sunday Boy, morning. <laughs> well, so, so going, but like thinking about that, I don't know, thinking over the course of history, even further back to mm-hmm. like medieval times or times of the, the plague, like mm-hmm. yeah. there, there were these times where humanity was confronted with these like, mass, you know, mm-hmm. elimination uh, of people. And yeah. at those times, people probably thought like, oh, well, this is probably the end of the world. This entire village has been yes. wiped out. So if you think of like how and, and the the solution to, you know, the, the plague or mm-hmm. w- whatever the medical advances, it's like. Um, we keep evolving medical technology, but then also the germs and yeah, the disease exactly. keeps evolving. Like so it's kind of this race. Was, in, in, the, in the bubonic plague, they didn't know what was causing it. Didn't they think it was like something relig- like demons or something? But in reality, it was like rat droppings in the rat water droppings. supply. Uh, mm-hmm. um, it it actually wasn't rat droppings. Was I feel it? like it was something... rats got... 
the blame. Um, I don't remember what it was, but, but it, I feel like rats were. It was something with like, but now blamed. would have like a pretty simple scientific explanation. But at the time, they didn't know. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, like we get, we have things that happen here. Well, and also another thing that we're not fully, I don't know why we're doing this, but all of a sudden we're not vaccinating kids anymore. Mm. And so uh, I, I think why. that those diseases are going to make a really cool like comeback. How about the measles outbreak in the Hasidic community? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's really, that's some deep stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And just to think that they're, you know, it's, you, I guess a good thing that they all stay in one area because mm-hmm. if they were in actual public schools, this right. would be rampant. It would be an epidemic right now. And that's kids happening die in Europe from measles. right now. They have, they've had like some crazy percentage of increase of measles cases in the last like two years <sighs> or something. Man. And it's literally... People that are like experts are like, no, it's because no one's getting vaccinated. Like, there's yeah. it's the simplest explanation. Right, right, right. It's no, not no, some ethereal it. thing. It's yeah. like, uh, you know, well, who's, yeah. who's the woman? Who's the woman? Who's the the, the actress oh, who goes uh, around telling people don't vaccinate? Jenny McCarthy. It's like I know what the. Uh-huh. She was one of the first celebrities I ever like encountered in New York City. Really? Like a, yeah, was she picking was, her nose? No, remember when she was, when she was like, I pick, I pick my nose. I'm a cool girl. Oh, yeah. That was, her, that was such a weird <laughs> shtick to have. Like, yeah. I'm pretty, but I pick my nose. Right. Well, she dated Jim Carrey for like 10 years, so I don't know. Um, but no, I, I was, when I was working at a restaurant when I first moved here, The View had their holiday party at our restaurant. So I met like the, at that time, the cast was like her, Barbara Walters, Whoopi Goldberg, mm-hmm. and Cheryl, what was her name? I don't know. Anyway, they all stayed in opposite corners of the room and didn't interact with, interact with each other. That's and amazing. Goldberg is really cool. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's funny. My, that's my story. <laughs> that's great. That's wonderful. Um, how do you, like, how do you think the, the, the apocalypse is going to happen? That's uh, first, the, uh, like, the what's grid, the most the grid realistic? Shuts, yeah. the, realist, the grid shuts, shuts yeah, down. Yeah. That's the easiest thing to happen. It's like, you know, electricity that's something just another country could out. do to us. Like, that would be yeah. an act of terror. It can be like, hacked. Shut down the electrical grid. Yeah. It's completely hackable. So that happens. What happens, uh, when that happens, ATMs break down, you can't get to cash. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have cash already stored in your house, in a fire safe, mm-hmm. You're going to be shit out of luck. But also, like, what good is money at at what at some oh, well, point? You, you know. Well, you're still going to need money or items to barter, right? Like, you know, like with my baby, I'm kind of like, you know, am I feeding my baby to survive the apocalypse, or am mm-hmm. I feeding her to make her tradable? Like, what? Yeah. What am I doing? Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. Side note. So, so my dad, my dad is like you know, adamant that this is the, just a bad time to, you shouldn't have bring children into the world now because Mm. the world's going to shit, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you don't think people were thinking that like around the time you were born, like world war two, when they had Mm -hmm. concentration camps and stuff, or like, again, any time in history when there's been horrific things going on, people probably weren't like, well, now's a great time to bring a kid into, (laughs) into the world. Um, but it, it is something, I mean, you have a a nine month old Lois and, um, Yay. yeah. And I, I think about that too. It's like, Oh, what, what happened? Like this complicates yeah. the exit yeah. strategy, Absolutely. Totally. the emergency Absolutely. plan. You have to consider what to do mm-hmm. with this kid who honestly won't be able to take care of themselves until they're 30. Right. <laughs> right? <laughs> no, well, well, she's a girl. So oh, 15. Okay, okay, okay. All right, yeah, yeah, 15, there you go. 15. Girls are good at 15. Yeah. <laughs> Not for marriage, okay, people? Not right. for marriage, <laughs> but for survival. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys see the movie Quiet? No. Oh, you got to see that movie Quiet. It's about these um, these auditory monsters that basically mm-hmm. kind of come. Oh, yeah, Quiet, Quiet place. place. Thank you. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, I no, I didn't that. see that. Why awesome. didn't they live behind the waterfall? 
Why don't they just, oh, and then also, why don't they just like blast music at all times so that the monsters can't what? differentiate? I'm sorry. That, no, that's okay. I, it's, yeah. It looks too scary for me. Oh, Do they show the monsters a lot in that movie? Not a lot, but not they show lot. them. They show them, but it's it's great. It's not that it's scary. Really, okay. You'd be it's fine. really good. But oh, we're talking about sound, like sound and having children. Yes. Yeah. You know, and trying to keep a child quiet right. if you're in a place where you have to keep quiet, which ultimately comes down to, okay, we're trying to survive, but for what? Right. Like what is going to be left that we, you actually want to be a part of? Yeah, because every post-apocalyptic movie I see or like book I read is like this looks like actual hell. I don't want to live there. Like Mad Max. Yeah, that's why. That's like where my mind goes. Mm. I think like you don't want to live in Burning Man (laughs) for the rest of your life. Oh my god! The scary part for me would be like the 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 first phase. Like there would be a moment I think when it would click for people that things were out of control because we we live our lives like under this in this structure for the most part. Like mm-hmm. we have systems in place that we're like, you know, there's a fire department if something's burning. Right. There's uh well, I don't I don't ever have an instinct to call the police because I don't trust them, but we do have like law enforcement if if to keep at least to at least keep us like mm-hmm. corralled in one place. Like I don't know. I just but if if those systems broke down, I think there would be a moment where there would be this really palpable scary realization that like oh shit things yeah. have hit the fan and i like i just don't i i think most most people are just so ill equipped to handle that like i think we would just have this immediate chaos and like, like the purge yeah, yeah. like like instant rioting mm-hmm. that kind of thing my strategy would literally just to be able to hide in my apartment through that entire time <laughs> I, because there's no way I'd there's want to be to like do. participating in that. But what you'd also have to do is be able to barricade yourself in your apartment. Right, and you have, have to have, to have food and water, supplies. Yeah. If anything gaseous happens, we're all dead because yeah. your apartment is porous. Yeah, like yeah. unless you're in some kind of vacuum packed thing, the gas is going to get in, and that's like the worst part. So if gas starts to be a part of it, I'll just say run outside and just suck it in. Yeah, because yeah. to die slowly from gas yeah. poisoning is yeah. like one of the worst deaths ever. Yeah, and is you it? also don't want to have to yeah. watch the people. <laughs> is it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, is it really? Well, um, if it's carbon monoxide, but <laughs> yeah, that's more of like I a thought false that. Was, yeah, yeah, but they, they nice... wouldn't use that. They, no. they, they wouldn't use that because no. so that that once exposed to the to air around. breaks down and dissipates. Yeah. Whereas yeah. if you're using a truly con- concentrated poisonous gas, yeah. it's, mm-hmm. it's going to be dreadful. Well, it's like dreadful. in Syria, yeah, yes, yes exactly. It's, I would be exactly. also really afraid of like the the like the sudden scarcity of resources. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think people, I don't think people who live within a relatively like most people that I've ever probably encountered who live in of even a relative amount of comfort, like even the tiniest amount of comfort, or who at least have never experienced food scarcity in their lives, realize how quickly people would fucking turn on each other once oh, yeah. if if they realized food was going to be a question. Like, right. hey, I see how fast resource. people turn on each other for a free seat in the subway. All I right, know. like <laughs> I am not trusting. <laughs> like when I, I get, I've seen I get pregnant women shoved out of the way. Like I'm hangry when I'm like a little hungry and a little tired. Like yeah. I mm-hmm. can't imagine I would be like homicidal if I was starving. Like I think that that's like the that's a physiological feeling that like I don't think people realize how quickly right. that would turn mm-hmm. us. Because of our survival instincts. Yeah. Like the next time you find yourself like really fucking hungry, like right before lunch, think about like what if this was 
What if there was nothing? What if there and was I had nothing? to compete with other people for it. What if I went to turn on the faucet and no and water came out? nothing came out. Exactly. Yeah. Like that's what that's the thing. Like when utilities start to fail mm-hmm. or if what, what, that, that's, the second food becomes scarce, that would be like when absolute chaos would break out. And I, but and then like the people who are prepared for it, I always imagine like the bunker people out mm-hmm. in like the Midwest, like where I'm from or in the South or whatever, who have all that stuff stored up. And I always think they're a little, little wacky. And then I think about it. I'm like, you know what? It's actually yeah. not a bad idea. Yeah. At least if have you want to survive, but I don't even want to survive. So it's like, that's yeah. why I don't do shit like that. You know? All right. Do you have stuff with you? I got my go knapsack. Oh my God. This is great. So here's what's in the go knapsack. Dehydrated foods. Great. Of all kinds. Okay. okay? You got to feed the family. This is really the power pack of it all. This Whoa. Is the water purify- this purification is kit. Whoa. Okay. This Emergency puts my pack stove. to shame. I don't have a pack. Yeah. <laughs> Emergency stove, first aid supplies, you know, matches that can take being wet. Okay, great. You what? know, security gloves, all that kind of thing. And then this, this, something like this you should carry all the time. Like the cops will stop you for like, you know, having a knife or whatever like that. Uh-huh. But if you carry a letter opener. Oh. Oh, okay. Like, this is so useful in so many different situations. You can protect yourself with it, but you can also chisel things with yeah. it. You can dig things out with it. You know, you, you can, can escape prison. Yeah, get right in the eye, you know. And uh, this pack has a solar pack on it that gives you power. Whoa. So let it sit in the what? sun for a little bit, and then you've got a USB port on the inside here if you need to. If, if. The services are up and you can right. even use them. You right. know what I mean? Exactly. But you can you could use it for that. So something like this, I got this from Groupon. Okay. So it's as simple as that. Did like it come with all this stuff in come it? Come with all the oh, stuff cool. in it. Yeah. So like at least get this and give yourself a fighting chance. Yeah, yeah. You know, keep a little bit of water on the side. But we're actually in a in a place right now, I think, that is almost it's really the most dangerous part of societal breakdown, where we are peeling away at the very put this down. Very thin veneer of civility uh-huh. between people. Where yeah. they're already. Yeah. There, you see the YouTube videos and you know, stuff on Facebook. People just shouting at people in the street or trying to run them off the road because of their race and all the stuff like that. This is, the very, this is the beginning. Because we have no idea that it takes... we all surviving on trusting each other. Right. It's like when you're going down a two-way highway. You, know, you got cars zooming this way. And why are you zooming that way so confidently? Because you actually trust that that person on the other yep. side of the street is going to stay on that side of the street. If that breaks down, if that yellow line gets thinner and thinner and thinner and disappears, we're going to start killing each other mm-hmm. before all this other stuff happens. Yeah. Before the weather event, before yeah. the grid breaks down, all that. We're just going to start killing each other. So unless we can get back to a place where we have some kind of respect and care, at least for another human being, just as another human being, mm-hmm. it doesn't even matter. Because we'll leave this place perfect, but we'll all be dead. Yeah. And... Good morning, everyone. Yeah. Welcome to Sunday. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I think about that too. We do. We place a lot of trust in just random and and literally every single person around us. Like when I'm waiting on the subway platform for a yeah. train, I just assume no one's going to push me in front of the train. Exactly. That's like oh. just something. I. I mean, I. I am like my mom and wife assume that people are there specifically to target me and push me <laughs> in front of a I train. I don't stand on the yellow part, but right. like, but you, you kind of close. like. You're, we're, we're all kind of trusting each other, especially in a in a situation like the subway platform that is such things could go so bad so quickly, yep. so easily. It would take one shove, like in in season two of House of Cards. But <laughs> oh, yes. but 
we just think that no one will do it. But like, what if, what if resources were so scarce that people literally were doing that to each other? Not that the MTA would be running. They don't run right now on time. So, Mm -hmm. but that, but yeah, like that's kind of what I think about is like, why? Like I look around and I'm like, I trust all of these people within an arm's length of me not to kill me right now. Yeah. 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 And how little is standing in the way of that actually happening. And you can have, you can, I mean, you're a white woman. You can actually have mm-hmm. that feeling. Uh, yeah. I honestly walk around most time thinking, hmm. Yeah. It's a privilege. Some, I mean, somebody it's over like, here has got it, got it in for me. Someone's just have, you know, having a bad day. Right, right. Yeah. You try not to draw that energy toward you, but it's a, it's an awareness based on what you have seen, what you know is going on. It's based on evidence all everywhere yeah. for the last, for hundreds of years. I mean, it's. As, as a white woman, the closest I think I've ever come to understanding uh, what it might be like to be um, a, a woman or a person of color is um, one time I rode a bike in Manhattan. Oh. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> these these roads weren't built for us. Yeah, no. Weren't built for the bicycles. This is, this is Everyone around me is success. actively trying to kill me. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> I'm just trying to get somewhere I need to be and minding my own business. Sympathy for my struggle. And people keep people keep cutting me off. Yeah, people are yelling at me. They're calling me names. I had so much anxiety, and I'm like, yeah, huh? It's a real thing. It's a real thing. Yeah. The the distrust of quote unquote authority. Uh huh. Yeah. Like. To not be able to call the police yeah, is kind of scary. But at the same time, there's part of me that feels like, you know what, we're kind of over-policed anyway. Yeah. Like, I would like to see a day in New York, in East New York, in, well, Crown Heights. I mean, all these areas are becoming whiter and whiter, to tell mm-hmm. the truth. But that where the police are not present. Just yeah, to and, see and what see if occur. we can just handle ourselves. Yeah, and just, just be, see if everyone will be like, "Hey, yeah. you know, let's say like." I think we'd be pleasantly surprised by that. Yes, like I, I truly do. I think people would be fine. Yeah, um, I don't know who white ladies would call if <laughs> there was a young black child listening to music ever so slightly too loud, right? Or, or, or brushing, or brushing their backside but with yeah, a knapsack. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who that will the white just... ladies call? Jesus Christ. Or canvassing for a political candidate or right. driving in a car or being at home. I don't know. Or going to Starbucks yeah. and waiting on someone. Yeah. Oh, my God. This world is filled with so much danger. I know. Well, th- <laughs> see, th- that makes me think that uh, white people aren't going to fare well in the apocalypse because they're so reliant on these systems that, the thor- that other groups yeah. know, know better than to trust because the police are white ladies customer service line so yeah. who if they don't if they can't complain to customer service then what do they do yeah you know like i really guns think, so have you read the book the book world war z it's no. not the movie the movie is was like a big budget brad pitt movie but it's it's based on like one small part of this book that's sort of extrapolated into an entire movie but anyway the book by max brooks is really interesting because it's uh it's an oral history of what he calls World War Z, which is essentially the zombie apocalypse. Mm-hmm. So it's like after the fact, it's all these interviews with people ranging from like military generals to just everyday citizens and like their account of how the events took place. And basically in this world that he's created after the zombie apocalypse, 
um, when they had to kind of start over again, like as an entire society, all of a sudden people who like the hierarchy of power has flipped. And now the people who are regarded high, the most highly in society are people with physical skills. Mm-hmm. So like if you're like a carpenter or if you can cook food or if you can, if you have some sort of like physical tangible skill that can mm-hmm. actually like help people and help us all sustain, you know, live now you're like, you're like, the kings and queens of of this new world and the people who have soft skills like office workers right. are now quite literally like fertilizing the field like they're in the fields oh my because gosh, they don't like have that. any because they have nothing to bring to the table so like, like that it's been yeah. completely reversed where like soft skill people like lawyers and investment bankers and stuff are like the ones that they kind of have to put out to like do agricultural work because we've flipped now back to an agrarian, agrarian society right and they can't contribute anything because money doesn't matter anymore. I like that too. Ah. Yeah. Which I found to be very interesting. As somebody with only soft skills, um, (laughs) I I do think that that's, and and I don't understand it. uh, Why, you know, the, like I make a lot more money at my day job than any teacher. Mm -hmm. I know probably I'm assuming. And that's not right. Yeah. What they do is, Way more important. Way more yeah, important. that was the other thing. Right. Like, and that's valuable. Teachers, and, teachers and child care professionals were like also kind of like the upper echelon too. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, it's insane. And yeah, what are I mean the the whole finance industry is just like an industry that was created like there there's no real tangible value no. to the finance industry. No, it's it's just manipulating exactly. it's manipulating money to make very few people ridiculously wealthy yeah. while gambling with everybody else's, else's money. money. Yeah. Exactly. That's all it is. It's insane. And if that was no longer a thing, like if we had if that just evaporated and broke down or whatever, yeah. none of those people like if money no longer matters, then they're what? useless. It's they're useless. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I I believe that like wealthy people, because obviously this whole breakdown thing, if it does happen, wouldn't happen like overnight. It would happen in phases, and I think wealthy people would have enough resources, obviously, at first to like hunker themselves in. The ones who have prepared for that kind of thing, like what good is a penthouse in Midtown if you have no food in it because you right. eat out at restaurants every night? You know, like now it's just kind of you're just gonna die in there. But um, and what do you know how to do? Right, like, you do know. you know how to do anything? Yeah, like, do you know how to? I don't know. Like, I just, I, I feel like the, I feel like the people who would survive would be the ones who already have to be scrappy to survive. Exactly. Yeah. Like, exactly. eventually, that's what would happen. Yeah. I think ultimately. I mean, I think you know, if you break break it down by like purely uh, like economic status in the city, people, lower income people drastically outnumber the wealthy people. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I think that would be an interesting kind of part of it too, would be to see how uh, all of us like little people possibly could like, you know, get together and like overthrow the... And that's the thing. Would we? Because we can't figure I don't it know. out now. I you mean, would need a leadership this is a, structure. This is a yeah. class war that we're really in. But again, we're going back to these stratifications of race. And it's like, dummy, mm-hmm. have we not seen this before? Don't you guys know the answer? Mm-hmm. The answer is in all the people who make who are making under $100,000 a year to get together. Trust me, mm-hmm. it will work as a society. But as long as you got you know Jethro on his tractor and infuse him with this thing like you're better than that person, yeah. and that's all he has to go on. Yeah, he's going to yeah. take that and run with it. He can't see the vision of what it is to 
get together with someone in your same social strata and change this thing above, which is the thing which is really pressing down on you. And that's the yeah. thing that made sure that Jethro in Alabama thinks that he's better off than exactly. any person of color. Exactly. Because they couldn't possibly... Because like the... You know, like the the upper class and the power the powerful class knew how how I think how outnumbered they were, and made a conscious effort to separate people by race, split them up, and pick one group to be constantly shit on, basically, and convince this other group, no, 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 you're better than them, mm-hmm. and because if we all were to bind together, then it would be over for the. And now because of Donald Trump, that strategy is so obvious and in plain yeah, plain sight. Like they're not even trying relief. to to dog whistle anymore. It's no. like yeah. the, the dog say, whistle has been replaced with like an air horn. Yeah. With an air point. horn about, you know, the, the caravan and calling it oh, an, an invasion and invasion all this stuff. The animals Please. with the middle Easterners are mixed yeah. in. Yeah. Like, are you kidding? Wow. Like, there, there are people wow. in, you know, the suburbs of, of Kansas that think that Sharia law is, is gonna <laughs> come to their town. And that is, that's an insane thought. And meanwhile to, and they think to protect themselves, uh, from that, they literally have to vote in real criminals, yeah, like right. real people who have been charged with crimes or who yeah. beat women or who have histories of being grifters who have never done anything for for the working class mm-hmm. and only serve the interests of of the rich. And that's who you're trusting. It's because racism appeals to the absolute dumbest possible part of anyone's brain because it exactly. is a it's. A, racist thoughts are so void of any intellectual like weight or any intellectual thought whatsoever. There is no intellectual process to arrive at a racist thought. It is like the lowest possible level of thinking. Yeah. And that's what they appeal to. Like that, that is their only I Republicans literally. And again, we say this a couple days before the midterms. I do feel like what we're seeing right now is, is the thrashing of a dying animal. Like I really think that they're clawing for their last, this they yeah. have once they have debased themselves so low at this point that I have to believe it's pure panic mode because yeah. they don't have a platform. They don't yeah. have a fucking plan. There's no governance. Right. They're no, just going with fear. They're that's just fear, taking fear, fear, and, and, fear. and, and uh, exploiting racist ideas, which yeah. is basically when you really think about it, all they have ever done. But it's now. But so they used apparent. to do it under the guise yes. of like conservative small government and the Reagan era, blah blah blah. I that that is gone. Like yeah. that's no longer the Republican yes. Party. It has now been completely. They let themselves get fucking hijacked by Donald Trump, Trump. of all people. Can you fucking? Because they imagine? wanted power more than anything they else. They did, and they yeah. did, and they got it, and they got and a short-term power grab, yeah. and they yeah. did some really, really some things that are going to take like a generation to correct. They, uh, things maybe, that I may not even be alive even, for the for cor- the full course correct. Exactly. I don't know. That, then that's the thing about the Democrats coming into power if they do because. Nothing they do is going to look successful because the deficit is going to be so freaking extraordinary. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to be hamstrung by it. And they're know? going to be held responsible for that. Yeah, Much like o- Obama was held responsible for some economic for the economic fallout of Bush era, George really? W. Bush era era policies. He was held responsible for fucking everything. If they could have held him responsible for like World War One, right? Would have. <laughs> but but like I I think that uh, I think that what they're doing now. I, I just I cannot take anyone seriously who, number one, still votes for Republicans. You know, like I kind of I sort of get what people where people were coming from 15 years ago and like, well, you know, we just don't want the government involved in all this. And people that believe in conservative economics 
who are not considering the fact that trickle-down economics is not a thing. It doesn't work. Okay, it doesn't work. never has, Thank never you. will. Never has, never will. Mm-hmm. But now it has literally just become a party of taking, like whether it's taking resources, right. taking rights away. Entitlements like Social Security. Excuse me? I thought people yeah. paid into that that's not for a fucking years and years. Right? What the hell are you talking like, about? That's, yeah. You earn that over but time. But they are being successful in converting the thought process behind that. Like people think, yeah, I don't want, you know, that welfare queen. Social security is not welfare. Right. People have paid into that. Like Look at what your the hell are you talking about? Social security, there's money taken out every single week for your whole life. Like, or that's... people not understanding that, the, that Obamacare was the ACA. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, really no, not yeah. understanding that. And that they'll never deep. call it the ACA. They always call it Obamacare, Obamacare because yeah. anything with his name attached to it and like evokes this hatred. I'm convinced 100% because he's black. It has nothing. Yes. There's all they are doing. Their only fucking goal is to dismantle everything that the black president did. Yes. Yeah. That's yes. their whole fucking plan. No matter if it makes sense or not. And they're going to rip money out of everyone's pocket to do it because they're giving their fucking donors a tax break. That's all yes. this is. It's a fucking cash grab. It yes. pisses me off so much. This, like, when there's a hurricane and people are looting a CVS, it's plastered all over Fox News. Right. What these guys are doing is they're fucking looting the, the treasury, the, the treasury. U.S. government. Exactly. They're throwing a big fucking. Donald Trump was the fucking brick they threw through the window. Now they're all in there getting Taking getting it all, everything. getting everything and leaving. Yes. There is no difference. Like absolutely, it makes me so fucking angry. I'm so mad all the time. I couldn't tell. Yeah, <laughs> it's absolutely cru- like. By the time this, I'm I'm actually excited for this pod to be out because. I really hope that we've at least taken back the house. Yeah. Yeah. It ha- it literally has to happen. It has to happen. There's, there's no, no there is no, no other hope. alternative. Yeah. There's no other alternative. It's it's going to be pretty pretty bleak if we don't. Really bleak. If all the stuff going on uh can't mobilize people to care to give a shit to recognize that it's wrong then, then, then nothing it's, will. It's then an indictment of us, and, yeah. and then I don't want to stay for the apocalypse. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the other thing about, um, I, I mean, outside of the, the political stuff, too, I feel like for years we've been making these big movies about um, the end of the world mm-hmm. or these dystopian uh, future situations, and we are actively making choices as a society uh, just careening towards yeah, all those yeah, things. Yeah, propelling us toward it. Absolutely. Right? Um, our, our phones are listening to us. Uh, we <laughs> they ha- absolutely we, are. We have devices. I swear to God, I was at a comedy show on Friday and somebody said they liked my bag and asked what brand it was and I said the name of the brand and I spelled it out and then I opened Instagram on my phone and there was an ad for that mm-hmm. wow. bag right there and I'm like That happened to me with Pinterest. I've never had a Pinterest account. I still don't have one but I spent a weekend with some friends who uh, he was talking to me about because he like looks up houses or something on Pinterest. He, he showed me something on his phone not on my phone but we were talking about Pinterest mm-hmm. and we said that word a lot and now and then after that weekend, I started getting emails from Pinterest encouraging me to start an account. Um, I get ads for Pinterest on my so damn on my Instagram as well. Like it's it's creepy. It's happening for so, sure. So our phones are listening. We have devices in our home that mm-hmm. are learning about refused, our habits. I, I, was to say, get. I don't have one of those. Absolutely, Alexa refused. can stay the fuck yeah. out of my house. <laughs> so my my wife my wife got a Google Pixel phone a year ago, and it came with a free Google Home. So he plugged mm-hmm. it in, and I really only used it to uh, listen in, to NPR in the morning and to ask the weather and the time or like set alarms, mm-hmm. and that was it. And then I read an article about uh, an Alexa that 
through like a series of coincidences, recorded a couple's conversation oh, and then, yeah. yeah. And then like texted it to, to like her coworker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I'm like, no, we aren't unplugging no. this. This yeah. is insane. How all this information, like just terabytes of data yeah. on each mm-hmm. of us is being recorded and, and stored. And, um, you know, I try not to be a paranoid person, but like this, this I mean, is what they tell us. Those is, things are quite literally listening to like, that's yeah. like, that's yeah. not even a stretch or a conspiracy theory do you, thing. Do you have a, uh, a a piece of tape over your camera on your on your computer on, on the laptop? Yeah. I used to, and and I think it fell off, and I never replaced it. But now yeah. I kind of want to do that again. I, and the smart TVs too. You know, they say, oh, there's like a little camera in the smart TV. I believe personally that the entire screen. You think is, it's like a, a whole is, thing? Is a camera, so yeah. it's like no matter you, you can't really cover it up. Once you turn your TV on, your TV's looking. If at someone's you. if someone's watching me though, man, what a boring <laughs> assignment. <laughs> They're like, uh, hey, do you have an update on, on Sarah York? They're like, yeah, d- she's still on Twitter. I don't know. I don't know what's she's, she's running late for work, honestly. I know she has to be at work at 3.30 and she's still, uh, still she, she did, she showered, but now yeah. she's laying in her bed in her towel on Twitter. <laughs> so that's all I have for you. Like, I feel really bad for whoever's, whoever's on that desk for the day. It's, 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 we are being monitored every second. The, the, the bicycles that they have, the city bikes have cameras oh, yeah. in them. There's yeah, cameras in yeah. the city bike. Yeah. And they didn't mention, they never mentioned that until this guy had an accident with a city bike and it broke up the front of it and then the camera pops out. What? what? I didn't said, know that. Yeah. I didn't hear about this. Oh, yeah. So that's how they are. This is the other way too of policing the city without actual police officers. Yeah. Oh, yeah so yeah, between yeah. the cameras that they have on just about every single corner, yeah. uh, they've got them in the bicycles so that, you know, you can say, okay, let's look at this neighborhood. What's going on over there? Do we have any bikes over there? And you just tap right into that Weird. system. Then also the those kiosks that they have that they say, oh, charge your phone. Oh, yeah, yeah. That information, totally putting cookies in your phone, tracking you there. Yeah. And also keeping a watch on that block. There's cameras on either side of that thing. So if you walk up to it and rest that, they're looking right at your face. I mean, it is a little unsettling how often we are on camera throughout yeah. the day. The, those new wireless kiosk things around the city, the, those are mm-hmm. just like digital methadone clinics, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, I've, I've, never, I've never seen anybody who doesn't look like they, they need to oh, yeah. get some methadone. Uh, yeah. Connected to it. Connected to it, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it, it's like... I have never... I just walk right past them. Sometimes yeah. I have fun facts on the screen and I'm like, oh, cool. No, keep going. It's created this weird hierarchy of the homeless in our city where it's like, you know... Right. The, the they, ones claim get, they, they claim they claim yeah. yeah they claim these posts yeah so you're not you're not getting near that no yeah <laughs> and they've got they have their devices like oh, they're good up to go. LinkedIn. they have their their dog their dogs that aren't neutered right. uh, <laughs> you know right right next I'm to them I'm not so strung out that I don't have an iPhone 10 right yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Well, they don't want to leave. They need that. They need that iPhone because they they can't leave their posts. They've got a right. sweet a sweet spot. Yeah, like, you know. I wish I yeah, could I build my home things. around a free Wi Fi. I know. <laughs> it is weird. Like phones are also really. <laughs> but like, if you think about like the fact that my phone has my fingerprint programmed into Ooh. it, and then like the yeah, iPhone tens yeah, yeah. have your face. Yeah. That's face like, and that's like the that's like the very top like upper like the the crust of the technology. That's the stuff that you and I have access to. Yeah. Like I can't imagine what's actually there in like mm-hmm. the CIA and NSA and those things. And I've kind of just come to be okay with it, I guess. But 
someone can still, to me, that's an easier way of getting into your phone if you have facial recognition or yeah. fingerprint because you could be dead. Right. And well, someone still gets into your phone. And a picture of your face for the facial recognition. So that, that one's a complete Oh, really? Would that work? Yeah. What? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, oh but you God. have to be alive so to, to press, press some, your yeah. number in, but you could be there, your eyes closed, and, you know, or if your you're throat, Kanye West you, and your they've just got is your head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's holding your head up. That's a very Game of Thrones way of looking at it, but yes, they could. <laughs> All right, so I want to play a, a quick game yes. for for a lesbian. Uh, you know, when the apocalypse happens, mm-hmm. we need to make some some quick decisions. All okay. right, okay, about what to take and and what to leave behind. So mm-hmm. I'm going to call this game "What's in the Box." <laughs> Hilarious! All right, Hilarious. what's so, in your box? <laughs> do you take your wife or your dog? Dog. I don't have a wife. Wife. <laughs> Oh. I have to say that. That's I, romantic. Yeah, I don't. I don't have a dog, but I would take my my wife. The, That's nice. The dog would just. Well, the dog would. Well, the dog would. Maybe it depends on what kind of dog. The dog it depends would be on food. what kind of dog. That's true. That's the dog. Oh, man, have we would have to start eating dogs. Sorry. Oh, that would suck. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. All right, I'm stressed out. I would start. With, I would start with cats. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we could be racial about it and bring your Asian friend. They don't like it anyway. Do you bring your your strap on or your vibrator? Strap on. I wouldn't bring either. They would just waste batteries. The, mm. the vibrator would waste batteries. I was right? going to say vibrator but. so that you have the batteries. Oh, true. It would be yes. a convenient battery. Yeah, so yeah. I'd bring the vibrator for sure. Good source of, of batteries. The strap-on, mm-hmm. that's a lot of equipment. Yeah. That's a lot of equipment. But but the, the, the harness, I guess you could use that for... True. Yeah. You know yeah. what? The then I changed my answer to strap-on because the and harness could the, have actual utility. Yeah, it's got some weight to it. So you got somebody yeah, on the head. You could, if you it could be a weapon in a pinch. <laughs> exactly. Okay. I'm, full, I'm with you on that. I mean, it depends on the vibrator. It could also be dangerous. Yeah. Used as a weapon. <laughs> okay. Um, sunblock or body butter? Sunblock. Sunblock as well. Oh, I was going to say body butter. Really? E- even though I need some block, but again, I'm I'm not planning to survive this. Right, true. The I, long-term effects. But sunblock just in case I need to be in white face to get past the border. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I want I want a layer oh I want a layer of body butter to keep the radiation at bay. Yeah. Is that how it works? Is yes. that how you block out radiation? I think so. Yeah, <laughs> that's I what just happens. Just lather myself. I would be concerned about moisturization in general because Oh, I, I would get like my skin would get so dry. I'm not going to survive this. No, I'm going to five minutes into the apocalypse, I will be dead. absolutely dead. See that? Yeah, with, with sunblock, I would have to ration that like crazy. I just need yeah. to know that I'm I'm going to be the first one to get skin cancer. Yeah. And okay, um, a hammer or a Phillips screwdriver? <sighs> screwdriver. Yeah, it's lighter. It could also be a weapon. Yeah. Um, and I think it might be more useful. I don't. Right. A know hammer if we're you doing can any you can use anything the, as right, a hammer. Any blunt yeah. object. Screwdriver like is kind of particular. And a hammer is just too much weight, I think, to carry around for too little utility. I yeah. agree with that. Uh, spam or quinoa? Oh God, spam! Of course, <laughs> spam definitely. Spam never dies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's got a long shelf life. Right. And like quinoa, you got to cook. Spam, yeah. you could just eat that. Fuck quinoa! I don't want that. <laughs> See, I'm the asshole that's going to take the quinoa. It's a more complete protein. <laughs> It has more nutrients in it. Uh, it's higher in fiber. Well, people are going to be robbing me for for my spam, and they'll leave you alone from your quinoa. So maybe that's smart. Yeah, it might be the apocalypse, but I want to stay regular. Yeah. All right, <laughs> so, I want my fiber. But do you have toilet paper? Da da. Right. Uh, nope, that's not on my list. All right. 
Um, a a gun or a magic wand? Ooh, a magic wand for sure. I guess a magic wand as long as it works. Yeah, it better oh. work for everything. It doesn't work. It's more to oh. like for people. Uh. To, to, uh. But, but you don't know. It's the apocalypse. So people could right. be like, oh, there's witches now. Stay right. away. I think it's a good decoy. <laughs> They're the ones that caused this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those I, I'm, talking about, <laughs> I'm talking about a Universal Studios Harry Potter wand that you buy that looks legit. Oh. But, you know. <laughs> no. I'll no. take the gun. Okay. Gun. Yeah. All right. Uh, at least push come to shove, I could shoot myself. Right. That's, <laughs> that is actually literally why I would have a gun. Yeah. I'd be like, well, I have to kill myself quickly. <laughs> like, I, I don't got think my I'm friends, my dark web friends. I got yeah. them looking for cyanide tablets because oh, that yeah. is also the other thing. Right. You got to be ready. You have to be so ready to take yourself out and you also one take of those your family rings with that you. you. Wear that has no, you have to. Yeah. The cyanide. The, what was the name of that? <laughs> I love uh, space. That I podcast. Love I know we are scarring. Karina's going to have so many nightmares. She's never coming back. We we've ruined her innocence. <laughs> um, what what S Town S Town the podcast mm, mm. and they have the audio of the guy taking the cyanide thing and he's like crying out in pain oh, as shit. it's activating and it sounds like like it just burns up your insides and you feel that I'm like yeah. Mm-mm. Nope. I mean, yeah. Nope. That, seems not, that like doesn't a- last a long time. I mean, it's right. I was still Ooh, in it the doesn't, courtroom but who did no, it. Thank you. Yeah. No, I saw, saw that guy. I did see that. That was incredible. Yeah. I would need some way to take myself Mm-mm. out quickly. Yes. So I think, yeah, I'd take the gun for nice. sure. Okay. I'm going to go with the magic wand because I like cosplay. <laughs> and, and then let's, let's go back to uh, another way to take yourself out after we're done with this. Okay. okay. I can't wait. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll table that. Um, uh, Duck boots or rollerblades? <laughs> These are for lesbians, all right? True. Gonna... You know, duck boots because you can really build an outfit around them. Yeah. All right. <laughs> duck boots. Okay. You know, I don't know. Sometimes I wish I had wheels. rollerblades. I have but... too high of a center of gravity. I'm, I'm made of... Can you imagine breaking your ankle oh, at the beginning yeah, of the apocalypse? Anything, you're, oh, it's forget over. it. You're yeah. done. Uh, okay. Yeah. I would have okay. the same health insurance that I have now, though, at the apocalypse, so... <laughs> Uh, first aid kit or Bible? Oh, God. <laughs> we already know. Mm. You literally already have mm. something on you, I think. <laughs> right. I'm going to go first aid kit. Okay. Yeah. Get some Neosporin. A few, some, maybe I'm going to put like some antibiotics. Nah, antibiotics won't help. I, I do think the first aid kit might be a little bit more practical, but <laughs> no judgment. You could start your own religion, though, with the Bible. Then there's that. Well, see, I feel like the you Bible, could, you, you could, could blend followers. in with the people with guns. Oh, true. So I've got my magic wand that would and be, my Bible, yeah, and now I'm your via, accepted like your by all the people ah, with, with guns. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. It's a, you really got to think out this box as a whole, not object yeah, by object. That's true. Right? There's a strategy to this. Um Okay, <laughs> I should have looked up the name. Um, Beyonce's Lemonade or Beyonce, the album that had single ladies in Halo, but I forget the name of it. Was oh, that just called uh, Beyonce? That was self-titled, I believe. I thought so. Okay. I'm pretty sure it was. Which um, one? Which one do you take? Um, I need Lemonade because yeah. it fuels me. Like oh, I am Sasha Fierce. Mm-hmm. Okay, oh, it is? Okay, okay, I'm Sasha Fierce. God, I'm the... thank you, Karina. Thanks, Karina. Um, <laughs> I would definitely say Lemonade because... That album like gives me the strength to run through a brick wall. So yeah. yes, was, definitely lemonade. Lemonade yeah. was amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what you need when you start just smashing stuff. Yeah. 
So you just need to good. be fueled by revenge. Yes. Yeah, that's the end of my list. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Lois, uh, what's the other way we're supposed to kill okay. ourselves? Mine is gravity, so. by the way. Go to a tall thing and jump off of it. You know, <laughs> the thing about that is that, yes, a very tall thing, yes, so that you can black out from and the pressure before you it. hit the ground. But yeah. if you don't, the thing about jumping off things is sometimes... Sometimes it doesn't work. Does it? You gotta work. get up real. I would get up real high. You gotta get super high. I always yeah. thought that if I jumped off the Brooklyn Bridge, my luck, I'd land on like a cotton barge, yeah. you know, and like just break <laughs> the every only single one ever. Only whatever, <laughs> break every bone in my body, you know. And then you're there and you can't speak, and like, you, know, you want people know to take you out, and they won't. Pillows <laughs> from one place to another. It's just a big barge of pillows. Like oh, goddamn it. Yeah. But I, I would throw up on myself before jumping off, and it would just ruin everything. <laughs> There's no way I could get that close to the edge of anything without just vomiting profusely. Yeah. <laughs> I think you do. I think you do. I would need to ask someone to come with me and be like, listen, just you got to push me. If I yeah. hesitate, push me. Push me. Yeah. Push well, anyway, me. What's your, what's your uh, way? Okay. So this is how you do it, folks. <sighs> you get lidocaine. What the hell's that? You get lidocaine is what the dentists use to numb your gums. Okay. Okay. You get a bottle of lidocaine and a syringe. You draw that up. You get into a warm bath. You inject the lidocaine into your thigh, right by your femoral artery, uh-huh. okay? Take a couple of sleeping pills so that you're a little bit drowsy. Then you cut your femoral artery and you bleed out right Whoa. into the warm water. You won't even know it. You won't even know it's happening. So that you can do when you're single. If you have a family, you need the cyanide pills because you got to kill everybody and then kill yourself. Right. Yeah. Oh, oh man. Good morning. That sounds, that sounds like something <laughs> people do at House of Yes in Bushwick anyway. So... <laughs> Oh Just God. saying that, you know, you don't, we don't, all I'm saying is, I think this whole thing about staying alive and suffering is just, I wouldn't just want to do not, it. It's just nonsense. I it, would ride out as long as I could. And then once I realized I was losing, it's like, ah, give all it right, up. it's over. You know, give it up. I, yeah. I joke that I would just, you know, let go of the palm tree and, and float into the ocean. Uh, because in the in this scenario, I'm living in LA when the apocalypse right, happens. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> Like I, I'm embracing moving to LA because I think the the Earth will split open uh, right. and and we'll all fall in and that's fine. But I say that I'm a really competitive person, so if it's the apocalypse, I'm going to want to win at it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like you'll be the I, new queen I, of the world. I know. I, I like, feel, how did this happen? I feel like <laughs> it will it will ignite like the most competitive part of me, and I'm yeah. like, oh yeah, I'm not going down. See, I'm really prone <laughs> to giving up, so that would be. <laughs> To that would up. really, that would really just be like you know what I'm gonna do what I do to my relationships and ghost this whole situation. Oh, wow, and I know. it's over. I know and you're how, never gonna hear from me again. I'm out. No, really, I'm out. <laughs> I know how hard I clung on to my first marriage, which wasn't working. Oh, wow. but I, but I clung on to that. You clung so, on to that palm tree for a while. Yeah, so, I was like, no, 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 no. I'm going to make it work. I'm going to do it. That was like The Impossible. Yeah. Remember oh, that movie, The great. Impossible? With no. the, about the tsunami? Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, God. Yeah. yeah. Those are scary. That was something else. That's another thing. The, see mm-hmm. stuff like that. You got to watch tsunami, movies yeah. like that. So you yeah. kind of see, like, what do you do in a, in a weather emergency? It's really real, people. Post-apocalyptic movies are, are horrifying. Have you seen the movie The Road? Oh, with, with the uh, father and with the son. With Viggo Yeah, yeah. Oh. Who would turn, it's like, not even actually his kid, as it turns out. But in the book, they kind of reveal that the book by Cormac McCarthy is terrifying and the mm. movie is even scarier. And that's kind of another that that to me was almost like a more realistic. That was something I could really wrap my brain around mm. is that 
it was like environmentally devastated. There's hardly anything. And there's like people surviving in packs and the ones mm-hmm. who survive are the ones who get into groups who do horrific things to survive yeah. to other people. And yeah. And then he has the character in the, in the book. He only, they're only identified by, there's no names. Like mm-hmm. he just calls them the boy. And then towards the end, I think you kind of figure out that it's not really his son. It's just a kid that he found who take, he takes care of. But yeah, he has a gun with like one bullet in it. And that's like, and he, every once in a while, like if there's danger approaching, he like is ready to use yeah. it on the kid because, because of the horrific like things that would happen yeah. to them in that scenario. But that movie, that movie uh, visually was like what I imagined, just like gray, mm-hmm. dusty waste everywhere. And at one point he's walking through a store looking for anything and he's like stepping over like cash. Like yeah. that, which I thought was an interesting means nothing. Yeah. It was just like, he yeah. just was walking over it like it was trash and it was useless to him, which I'm telling you that is when things would go bad is if yeah. money no longer has. Let's say what, what, what matters there, but yeah. as women, we always have vaginas. We do. And apparently we could, we could. Oh God, that's the worst, but we is could that, like yeah. that, that I think would also be another thing that we would have to like, would think be about. a survival yeah. mechanism would be to trade. Our bodies for food, for which food. would be terrifying. Sausage for sausage. <laughs> Gross. Kill me. Right. Yeah. I would take my chances jumping off a 15 foot ledge and landing in the right way. Yeah, but see, but then you'd be jacked up and injured. And then I would they, know. And you know, do, some guy would fuck you injured. I know. He you would. Know that. Totally. Yeah. And I, but I would, okay. I would at that point become my most athletic and do like a perfect swan dive and, and land directly your head on my open. Head. Yeah. And some I would r- weirdo would still fuck your oh, busted yeah. well, skull body. Fine. Yeah. Men are I mean, disgusting. I'm dead. Men will do disgusting <laughs> things. I, I like the idea that sex workers are going to be the, oh, the yeah. survivors in the apocalypse. Totally. They'll be elevated. <laughs> they'll be the elevated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll be, be in like, charge. They'll be Congress. I hope it's, I hope it's queer sex workers. Absolutely. Uh, They're the start only ones the that next, deserve this world. The next <laughs> to, civilization. To have the next one, yeah. Like yeah. prostitute masons. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Oh, man. I'm here for it. Yeah. <laughs> Whether I want to be or not, I guess. I'm giving up instantly. The end. <laughs> no, Sarah, no. Stay. All right. It's time for our listener All question. Right. All right. Uh, this is a listener from Portland. She says, my partner and I recently opened our relationship. For me, love and sex are flourishing. I share a home and life with my partner, but also date a married couple. I have lots of amazing sex and people who love me in their own unique ways. My cup feels so full. It's Good for you. So queer. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> my cup feels so Yeah. Cool. Love it. Um, but my partner is not having any luck dating. This would be me. <laughs> this would totally, if if Cecilia and I, which we're not, but if we ever opened up our marriage, she would just be she like. She would instantly have like. She would be thriving. <laughs> and I'd be like at home with my quinoa just watching <laughs> sad movies on Netflix. Anyway. Uh, so my partner is not having any luck dating. She's feeling really down and undesirable. And I sometimes feel as if she's resenting me for my experience. She says she's not jealous of them, but jealous of me having that, which she wants. Uh, how can I make her feel comfortable and more loved without sacrificing the love I have and the lifestyle I feel most natural in? Hmm. I mean, uh, uh, I think, I don't know. I mean, it depends like, you're going to have to probably have a conversation about like, maybe we reassess what this is. 
you know? Like, but not if she doesn't want to give up what she has. I know, but like, I mean, you tried this thing out, and if it's not working for both of you, then it's not working for both of you. You know, I don't know. I, but it's not the girl's. It's not her fault. No, that's not I working. know, like, but it's like, I don't know. I ugh. see. I I would be reluctant to give that up too because that sounds like a lot of fun. But <laughs> maybe not dating a couple. That's when I I don't I don't really the concept of polyamory to me doesn't really make a lot of sense i definitely could see like a non-monogamous arrangement but not when you're talking about like emotionally getting involved with other people right it, you know? it is interesting like, I, like that... I don't know her emotional level of involvement with these with the people that she's yeah opened up to now i i think it's hard because it sounds like you didn't enter this relationship with your partner as an open relationship and mm. and then you opened it up and right. it's hard to know whether or not you both are really fully on board or if she just loves you so much she's willing to, to be accommodate happy. Right, right. yeah because she wants you to be um happy but you're making it sound like no she's down with it she's just like you know not getting yeah her she's not getting the the benefit out of this currently so um i don't know i mean it sounds like her confidence is down and mm-hmm. you can definitely play a role in helping get her confidence back up by being very you know supportive and and loving and um encouraging her and maybe she's going after the wrong people i don't know but if there are things you could uh do to support her in and getting out there herself um and i don't know maybe like i don't know if this is something you do together if you go to swinger parties Mm -hmm. or or something like maybe she would be more comfortable if you were present i don't know what the rules are but um or you if know. you found another couple who kind of wanted to, I guess that would be a swinger situation, right? Yeah, I, I, mean, I would it set like her up. Like, I would set her up without without her knowing. Oh, you think so? Yeah, Ooh. I would like but find you can also use like on, like apps and stuff. Who's type like her, her type and just like you know hire like a few people or something just to like approach her and and just see what's happening with that. Like, yeah. is it her or is it them? Like, yeah. you know, you know or does she just not want, yeah. Exactly. Does she really not want it? Yeah. 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 Exactly. Or, you know, you could, you can also use like, like I've been sort of casually on Bumble recently and there's a shitload of couples on there that are like looking for a person for the other person or, you know, something like that. Typically they're women with their male partners, but there's a few that are like, you know, like, women who are partnered who are looking for someone yeah. to kind of like have fun with. Throw but in the mix. There are yeah. a lot of variables so like here. Way, like you can figure out a way to like kind of get her out there a little bit more. Honestly, I think the best thing that, that you could probably do is uh, pony up some money and send her on an Olivia cruise. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or to Dinosaur Weekend or something. Out of Straddle A Camp. Yeah. yeah. Just send her into a flock of dykes. Yeah. Mm. And, and, and something will hit and that will rejuvenate Someone will eat her. her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good God. He'll rejuvenate, <laughs> yeah. rejuvenate her. So, yeah, uh, you know, if you need to pick up a side hustle or, or something to get that yeah. money and give her the, the gift of horny lesbians. Yeah, they're and out there, believe me. I think that will fix everything, honestly. Yep. But but besides that, there are too many variables in this situation for us to... Yeah, yeah. A couple of... We need, we need a right. few more facts. Yeah. yeah, I think Olivia Cruz is the catch-all, though. <laughs> yeah, for I sure. Mean. I don't think I could ever do the open relationship thing because I'm a bit of a germaphobe. Oh, okay. You yeah. know, it's like when I used to date back in school, I, I'd always, you know, 
bring the young lady home and we'd right. get into the shower and she would think it was going to be something romantic and sweet. But no, I had like Dr. Bronner's and a loofah. Yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. like scrubbing her down until like, her body was red and raw. I had to make sure it was clean. I just couldn't yeah. do it. Had to be sure. That's what we tell straight people to do before they come in for the podcast. <laughs> yeah. It was a de-lousing process. Yeah. De-lousing. We check them for lice. Yeah, or in preparation. <laughs> It's kind of like uh, what I imagine entering Alcatraz was like. That's what we do. <laughs> Shave the head. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's a traumatic experience for our straight guests. We have so few of them. Yeah. We've had two. Yeah. It's probably why they, they one, spread the word. Every tone. 30 episodes, we have a yeah. straight person come in. Oh, man. Uh, I love your face, Karina. Karina has the best reaction face. She's just like, wow. She really does. We just need a Facebook Live uh, yes, Karina's, Karina's face. reaction yes. to this <laughs> this whole conversation. Uh, Lois, where can people find you in your comedy? You can find me in my comedy uh, online at Blacklight Comedy Show on Facebook. Also, uh, Blacklight Comedy Show on Instagram. And my show is at the Brooklyn Moon Cafe, 745 Fulton Street in Fort Greene, Brooklyn, the third Monday of every month. It's an all-lady lineup. It's a fantastic show. We've been doing it for six years. Awesome. Probably, it's, just, it's really incredible. And it's a free show. So uh, the next one's November 19th. Come on down. Great. Sounds great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to go. Yeah, come on. I down. should go. I, I feel Please bad that come. I Food's been great. Yeah. Great bar. My, it's my brother's restaurant. What? We've, had, we've had it for twenty. We've had it for twenty-three years. What? That's amazing. Yeah. That's so, awesome. That's so cool. Here. It's the only reason why I'm doing it. <laughs> All right, it's a Monday, November nineteenth. Yeah. Okay. Noted. Thank you. In the calendar. All right, and you can follow us at Diking Out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And subscribe to us on iTunes if you haven't already or wherever you listen to your podcast, Google Play. I don't know how that works, but you can subscribe. Uh, leave us a review if you haven't yet. Those really help other people find us and build our little diking out community. Uh, if you have uh, any extra cash, you can give it to us. Uh, Patreon.com slash diking out. And you can follow me uh, on social media at TGI Carolyn. And you can follow me on uh, Instagram and Twitter at the Sarah York. And yeah, if you if you want to talk about anything related to uh, politics, just uh, hit up Sarah on Please Twitter. Please do. Oh my God, I'm ready. She's ready for that conversation. Yeah. Uh, thank you for listening. We hope that you get your uh, your get safe your go bags in order to go bags. <laughs> yeah, get get your household in order for the pending apocalypse. And uh, and good luck. Have a great week. Yeah. <laughs> good luck. Bye. Good luck. Bye. Bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.